Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to No, I said, are you ready? The NXT Rundown. I am your host, Ginger, and if you didn't just get your eardrums blown out, Jason is here. How are you, sir? I'm, I'm running out of ways to pop you with that one, so I figured right <laughs> off the top, you wouldn't expect it then. <laughs> Uh, I'm doing all right. How you been? Uh, you, my friend, had some uh, some special days this past week, have you not? Yes. Uh, well, I've had like technically like two are more than more important than one of them. But uh, yeah, my daughter turned two years old on Sunday, and my boy turned a whole hand. He turned five years old on wow. Tuesday. Hey, I know they don't listen, but uh, happy birthday, Emma! Happy birthday, Owen! Great job on getting a year older. Congrats. Absolutely, man. Yeah, it's <laughs> and I feel bad for her because like she didn't get her nap that day on her birthday because uh, we did a uh, a birthday party for both of them on Sunday yep. and normally like she'll take a nap about ten thirty eleven o'clock and go. Sometimes she'll take three hours depending on you know how tired she is, but. I miss those days. Oh, my God. I would kill for those days again. Uh, it's funny. I mean, when, for myself, I wish I could just take a three-hour nap in the middle oh, of the Oh, that's what I mean. Man, that, that's that's exactly what I mean. Like, yeah, I guess when the kid did it, too. But for, I'm talking more for myself than anything. Yeah, fuck yeah, man. I yeah. mean, it, you know, when you're a kid, you hate taking a nap. And as an adult, you would kill for a nap. It's right. like during work, 11 o'clock. All right, people, nap time for two hours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, she did not take her nap because me and Samantha were obviously, you know, running around getting everything ready. I had to go get the cakes and balloons and the food and all that shit. So it was a pretty hectic day. But uh, when everybody started showing up, she was kind of, you know, just snuggly towards me or Samantha just because she was exhausted. And then probably about, you know, half an hour, 45 minutes into... The party is when she was like, "Okay, I'm ready to go. Let's do this." And we had a re- we had a really good time. Uh, the boy received his first bicycle with training wheels, of course. But um, 
and she got a tricycle, which she is driving around the house like a crazy girl. And then, um, yeah, just they got so much more shit. And they haven't, it's funny because they haven't even touched probably half of the shit they got for Christmas. Uh, so it's just adding to the pile of, all right, we'll eventually get to these toys over here while you're still playing with these ones. So, um, so yes, uh, happy birthday to them. Uh, we, like I said, it was a success, successful day. We had fun seeing a few people and, you know, it was, it was yeah. a good time. They, I know they had a good time because, uh, she passed out <laughs> probably about five o'clock and she woke up for about a half an hour later and then completely just went back to sleep. For the rest of the well, night, so that's how you can tell the kids had a good time, right there. Oh yes, yep. <laughs> and it's and funny. Uh, <laughs> on another front, you and I have a little something in common since the last time we spoke. Yes, sir. Uh, we are both one shot into our vaccination mm-hmm. for COVID nineteen, so we haven't really talked about it. How did yours go? Uh you got it, Pfizer or you got Moderna? I got Moderna. Okay. So I, I was pretty I, Pfizer or Moderna. I didn't really want to go with the Johnson and Johnson. Just, uh, I've, and it's nothing against that one, but I just, you know, I wanted one of the higher quality ones for what we know so far of the Johnson Johnson. So I got the Moderna one. Uh, probably about two hours after I got the shot, my arm tightened up really fucking bad to the point where when I was at work, I could barely hold on to two two liters of soda carrying them. Okay. So that was that was really the only side effect. I didn't get the headache that a lot of people get. Uh, I just, literally the only thing I got was the stiffness. I felt a little blah, uh, probably about three hours after the shot. But I mean, I, I came home, I slept like a baby, so I didn't have that yeah. side effect either of the restlessness. So they say that they say the worst one is the second one. So we'll, yeah. we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, um, because my. I- my dad had the second one already, and yeah. he the next day he felt like shit. Yeah, Lisa was the same way when she mm. got her second one. So, yeah. And that, that's what I'm hearing a lot about the second one. But how'd yours go? Uh, mine was fine. So I got I, I was going to the place um, in Southbridge, which is in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Um, it's at a community center. So I got my appointment. I went in there. I follow my gps my gps sent me this parking lot i'm like all right cool found a parking spot parked i go to go in the door and there's nobody there's one person in front of me at the counter I'm like, all right, this is cool and the lady's like are you here for your vaccine i said yeah and she's like oh you have to go outside go around to the front of the building I'm like, uh. oh okay so i go around to the front of the building and there is a very fucking long line <laughs> in the front of the building like, can i just go back to that other door there was one person i like that better um but no, so I, I waited in the line. I went in. I got my, um, I got my stuff. Now I, there was, I don't know. It was weird for me. I've never been a person that gets like anxiety in crowds. But I think over the last year, having not been around it, I sort of felt it a little bit more. Yeah. Especially knowing like, you know, all these people were there and it's like around me, and I don't know, it weirded me out a little bit because I haven't experienced it in a while, I guess. Huh. But, um, but it was a packed house. Uh, but I got went in there. Like, hey, did you do that? You got any symptoms? You did? Nope. Took my temperature. Stuck me with the thing. Now they say you're supposed to sit for 15 minutes afterwards. I swear I was there for like seven minutes. And the lady's <laughs> like, "You feeling okay?" I'm like, "Yeah." She's like, "All right, go ahead." Like I think they just ran out of seats and they need to clear some people the fuck out of there. <laughs> um, 
But I got home and they, I, I heard the same stories about the stiff arm thing. Um, I was told by several people, just move your arm around a lot. Don't let it sort of sit and become mm-hmm. um, sort of stagnant because that's when it'll really kick in. And I never really had, like I had a little, I could feel it a little bit like when I would yeah. raise my arm a little bit, but I never, it didn't lock up like what you're talking about or what I've heard from other people. Um, so it was actually a fairly smooth process for me. I didn't have any real issues. Now, obviously, the second one will have to, you know, knock on wood. That goes smoothly, but we'll wait and Hopefully. see. I've heard of both. I've yeah. heard people who had really bad times the next day with it. Uh, mm-hmm. Lisa was not feeling great, but she was able to go to work. But she's a fucking soldier, so it didn't yeah. matter. Um, but uh, and I have another guy I know who had both shots into the second one. He just had the arm pain again. That was it. He didn't have any other symptoms. So. Hmm. Um, We'll see. Hopefully it goes. Hopefully the second one goes smoothly too. Uh, but you know, I'm just happy to have the first one done. Yeah. I mean, they say after two weeks, even with the first one, you've got about fifty over fifty percent immunity to it or, or facing deficiency. Whatever the fuck the phrase they use is. Um, <laughs> but you, you've already got some protection at that point. Uh, yeah. Not to the ninety-five, but it's it's still pretty good. So mm. it's it's what your average flu shot gives you. So. Yeah. Um, so that's good. I, I feel a little bit better knowing that, and you know, I still got another week to go before that shot fully kicks in, and then you know, a week after that, I'll get my my second shot, and then two weeks after that, I'll have superpowers. So I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> I told the people at my work if I come in, I was like, if I come in with a huge bulge in my pocket, it's a good side effect. So <laughs> <laughs> that would be a totally different shot, Jason. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's it's um, it's kind of a relief in a way. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I got the first one done. I just yeah. got to coast to the second one, and I'll yeah. be good. Like, yeah. and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fucking sit here and be like, oh, I'm not gonna wear a mask. I'm still gonna wear a mask because you can still yeah. fucking get it yeah. and pass it around. Right. But although know, there are studies now that suggest you might not, but. It's still, it's just still too early to tell, and there's no reason yeah. not to take the precaution at this point. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, my my work's gonna make me wear it anyway, so I have yeah. to anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like I said, I, I'm just happy I get the first one done. Now I still need to contact my doctor and be like, hey, do I have some thing wrong with me that you haven't told me about, and that's why you signed me up for this shot? Because when I got there, it was all old people, and I was like, yeah, I feel like this is kind of weird. But I mean, I don't know. I got, I got to. Uh, well, you work in food service, right? So you're. I you're... do, but I, I, I don't know. It's just weird because like, food service, yes, but I don't touch the food or anything like that. And then I no, use but the you, mask. You go to people's homes. So. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That no, makes so, sense. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's the reason, but then again, uh, the same thing would go for my wife because she works at a goddamn bank. Right. So that's kind of a big deal as well. So I don't I'm know sure how the grocery that... store people have been so far down on the yeah. priority list. That would be one of the first ones I would think. Those people, yeah. you know, a lot a lot of uh, praise gets heaped and rightfully so on the medical personnel mm-hmm. and the nurses and everything. They're doing uh, amazing work um, and and suffering through a lot of of this pandemic. But yeah. people like your grocery store people. I mean. People talk about like a limiting capacity. What grocery store doesn't have 200 plus people in it at a time? And these oh, people yeah. are in there yep. every day through this whole thing, stocking your shelves and keeping it. So you know, should just don't be an asshole to people that work at a grocery store. Is all I'm saying at this point. <laughs> yeah. they've been on the front lines too, if you will. Yeah. Um, in general, don't be an asshole to anybody because everybody's in the same yeah. fucking boat here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
Exactly. But uh, anyway, outside of some outside of the pandemic news, uh, anything else this week interesting? Ah, uh, um, I mean, not in particular. I mean, no, no, not not yeah. that I can think of really. Um, how about you? So uh, I, t- I talked last week, I think, about how we had this nasty windstorm and it basically took three sections of my fence and lifted mm-hmm. it out of the ground and blew it halfway across the yard. So Saturday, the weather wasn't too bad. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to fucking go and I'm going to see if I can get the posts out of the ground, the stumps, get that part of it done. Because mm-hmm. that's always the worst fucking part of it is trying to get the old posts out. Mm-hmm. So I, I go out there and I'm messing around and I can feel it's sort of loose already. And I'm like, all right, this might not be too bad. And hmm. um, I, I had to spend a little bit of time, but I was able to remove the three posts that were broken. Cool. Yeah. I'm like, all right, cool. So I got that done. I ordered now this. I had three sections of fence that were just not reusable. They were just cracked. It was, it was, it was like, you know what? I'm just going to order up. three new. Yeah. I'm just going to order three new sections of fence. It was like, I think it ended up being like 200 and something bucks. I'm like, okay. fine. There you go. A little early stimulus present for myself. I'll buy fence pieces. Okay, cool. <laughs> so I bought the fence pieces. I bought the um, posts. Now, I already had the concrete and the gravel and everything else I needed from previous post replacements that mm-hmm. I had some left over. So I'm like, all right, cool. I can just do this. So Sunday, I'm like, all right, I got the posts out. I'll go. I'll dig the holes to the right depth, and I'll start getting that stuff rolling. If, I can, if nothing else, I can get the posts in get that process done and then all i have to do is put the sections up which is the easiest part of the job so i start digging and i get through the first one and i get it to the right depth and i'm like all right cool i'm cruising and then i get to the second one and i get a little bit down and i hear like and i'm like the fuck is that it's not that cold that the ground would be frozen Uh. so i try again like okay so I get down and I start digging a little bit, and then my hand touches concrete. Oh, they had concrete. They had put the concrete footing. Now all the fence posts I've replaced since we bought this house, I have never found a concrete footing. Oh, before, which is part of the reason why the fence kept coming down. Uh, yeah. Uh, they also used landscape timbers instead of uh, pressure treated wood. <laughs> so basically, if you if you're unfamiliar with um, landscape timbers, they're essentially designed to rot. Mm-hmm. Uh, after a few years, yeah. so um, I'm like, well, what the fuck? Now I have to dig out concrete footings, and the post is already out, so I can't even use that leverage to like pull them out. I have to actually. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, oh fuck. So then Sunday, I was like, you know what? I can't do it. So I go on Amazon. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna bite the bullet. I ordered myself a jackhammer. So I was like a little handheld one. So I'll break up the concrete, and I'll just have to pull it out. So meanwhile. Uh, a friend of mine from town sends me a text that night after I've already ordered it. And he's like, dude, I got a jackhammer you can borrow if you need to. Now, he's a, he's a contractor, uh, works in construction, runs his own construction company. Um, and he was like, yeah, you can borrow if you want. I'm like, well, I mean, I already ordered one. He's like, he's like, if you ordered a handheld one, it's going to take you forever. This one will get the fucking job. <laughs> I'm like, all right. And I'm thinking it's like a, it's like a more heavy-duty handheld one, right? Mm-hmm. So... He texts uh. me. He's like, he's like, he's like, all right, I'm on my way over. I'm gonna drop it off. And I'm like, oh well, I'm not home. So he's like, all right, I'll just leave it there and, and I'll just sort of hide it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So I get back and I look at it and it's like a fucking legit jackhammer, <laughs> like you would see them use in the street. Like this thing is on a fucking two wheeler. Like that's how you have to move it around. 
<laughs> so I'm like, holy shit. But fuck it. I'm in, I'm interested. Let's let's fucking but go. Fuck it. But fuck it. Yeah. yeah let's <laughs> see what happens. I got to tell you, Ginger, I have uh, I've, I've I've coached. I, I've won sports things. I have coached my son to sports things. I have fathered a child. I I have never felt like more of a man than I did when I had that giant jackhammer in my hands and I'm breaking up concrete, let me tell you. Did, um, so I have a question. Sure. As you were jackhammering, right? Yes. Did you proceed to say, this is my genetic jackhammer? <laughs> I might have mentioned that once or twice. <laughs> now, by the way, my wife told this story on uh, Twat Magic last mm-hmm. night, um, and she proceeded to make the joke. She forgot to tell the part about where I borrowed the jackhammer from someone. Oh, she God. just said I was digging out concrete, and then proceeded to tell the joke that I was that I was jacking a dude in the backyard. So <laughs> without the context of that I borrowed a jackhammer, she just made it sound like I'm giving out handies in my backyard, which is not the case. I just want to... I mean, I do charge, but anyway. Um, so. Well, yeah, that's what that's what me and you were doing on Tuesday. That's why we went yeah, right. on WWE Rundown. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so I'm breaking up. I, I break up the now. First of all, this motherfucker was not kidding because this shit was powerful. Like. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, so I I ended, ended up breaking up the concrete. Now the the dirty little secret is you can break up the concrete really quick and easy. You still have to get down and pull all that shit out of oh, yeah. a two foot hole. Mm-hmm. Still not fun. No. Um. So I finally got all that done. I want to say that was Monday night. Yeah, okay. Monday night. Um, which is part of the reason I wasn't on WWE Rundown because I was just like fucking fried at that point. I had no attention to even pay attention to what was going on. Because <laughs> like, because here's the thing. Like, I'm 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 a I work out every day. I'm pretty big. I mean, you know me. I'm a pretty big dude. Like, yes, I'm not scrawny by any means. Like, I have no problems lifting heavy things. Yes. Um, but when that heavy thing is like vibrating like that in your hand, it like it takes a toll on your body. Like it, it does, <laughs> like, and it's it's almost like those big ass subwoofers you hear in cars. Yeah. yeah. And. That's got to be loosening size. bolts. That's got to be yeah. loosening bolts in your car. Yeah. So, yeah, it, yeah I mean, you got to think it's like it's it's literally shaking your pretty much yeah. your whole upper and, and torso. Your, your body is engaging so many muscles to hold it sturdy and be yes. able to make it work. So, yep. yeah. So, by the way, hats off to anybody that works in construction because that's a fucking tough-ass job. You guys are badasses. Um, but anyway, so then Tuesday um, – since I'm working from home, I'm able occasionally, like, on breaks to sneak out into my backyard. So I was like, you know what? I'll start doing this stuff on my breaks and on my lunch or whatever. Mm-hmm. So got the first post in. Now, here in the past, what I've done was would be I would put all the posts in, and then I would go put the panels in. Now, invariably, I would put the post in too far one way or the other and not in the right exact right spot. And what would happen was it wouldn't line up with where the fucking thing was after I'd already put it <laughs> in the concrete. And then I end up having to like lean it. And so I said, you know what, this time I'm going to do one post. I'll put the section up. Then I'll do the next post. So okay. I can put the section up and measure and, and, and mark exactly where the, the midway point of the post. Like very professional this time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got that done. 
And I, by the end of the day Tuesday, I had the whole fucking project done. Nice. Uh, and it was a big fucking weight off, which was the other reason I was not going to be on a fucking podcast. <laughs> that, like, that was three full posts with concrete and four sections of fence. And then I had to break apart. Now we've got a dog that runs around our yard, too. So all the old sections of fence that I was going to store, I had to make sure all the nails and screws were not sticking out of it because mm-hmm. little fucker will run right into them and like, just cut himself up. So um had to make sure that happened but i gotta tell you the because the fence was down and our dog is not great at staying or following commands at all um much like my wife um uh, i ended up having to i'm gonna pay for that one later i still yep. love you babe um anyway it's you you know what you make jokes about me jacking off dudes with no context you get to you get to eat that joke okay it happens um, <laughs> so we hadn't been able to let the dog go out in the yard. He's just been like, we take him out on the leash to go to the bathroom and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But he fucking hates that. So as soon as that last fence section was up, my wife opened the door and the dog was like, freedom. <laughs> <laughs> fucking bolted miles an hour around the fucking yard, just picking up everything you could play with. It was actually pretty funny to see, but yeah, so I know this is probably super interesting for everybody here. My stories about my fence, but <laughs> I tried to color it with stories about me jacking dudes off, or thanks to my wife telling that story. Um, but yeah, so project no, it, was done. It, it's definitely good to kind of gloat about an accomplishment. So yeah. that's, that's definitely a plus. And I can already see the next one that's going to go. So I'm just hoping it won't be for a little while. But. Uh, <laughs> Don't you hate that? You're like, shit, I'm going to have to tend to that soon, but I really don't want to. You know what else sucks, though, is when you get the new fence pieces, like the new fence sections, you've got, like, the old ones that look shitty and dirty, and they're just weather-worn for years. And then you have the really nice-looking new ones that are, like, fresh wood color and everything, Mm -hmm. and it's like, it totally stands out. It makes the rest of your fence look like shit, but... (laughs) Um, you know, give it a give it a winter and it'll look like the rest of the sections, I yep. guess. But I <laughs> give it a good season. Oh yeah. So one more thing with this with this whole ordeal, I ordered the fence sections from Home Depot on I want to say it was Saturday because I was like I got the posts out. I'm like okay, I can order the sections now. Mm-hmm. They were like we will deliver it Monday morning. Sweet. All right, that's fine. Well, they said they'll deliver it Monday, sometime before 5 p.m. Okay, was what the email I got. So all right, that's cool. Now, the Home Depot that I ordered it from is, like, literally around the corner from my mm-hmm. house. It's, like, you know, less than half a mile. Okay. So we go to sleep Sunday night, and typically for a work day, we get up at 6.45. 6.30, my phone rings. Ugh. And I jump out of bed thinking, oh, my God, somebody died, something's wrong, something, like, something's fucked up at work, like... <laughs> I pick up the phone. It's like, hi, this is so-and-so from the Home Depot. I've got your delivery outside. 6.30 in the fucking morning. They've got the truck outside. They've got the... Oh, my bring God. little fucking forklift down off the truck. Oh. Like, not only do I fucking hate you right now, but my fucking neighbors, neighbors hate you. And by proxy, <laughs> they fucking hate me for having you here. So, <laughs> So then the neighbor on the other side of the fence that was down comes out while I'm putting it up, and he's like, so, I heard they dropped off your stuff at 6.30 in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sorry about that. I was pissed, too. That's pretty fucking weird for a place on a Sunday, nonetheless. No, it was a Monday. Oh, oh, it was Monday. Still, even that, like, people want to fucking sleep in on Mondays 
every second counts on a Monday morning when it comes to sleep. I only lost 15 minutes of sleep, and I was still pissed off. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, that, that's cool, but at 6.30 in the morning, wow. Yeah, I, I, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be too happy, but <clears throat> you figured they would wait till, like, probably, like, 7 o'clock to start doing their runs? Because, oh, my God. The, it was the only thing on his truck, so my guess is he was like, if I can fucking get rid of this, I'm done for the day. Like, <laughs> this is the only fucking job I have today. Right? Yeah. Um, so I forgot to mention la- on last week's episode, the fallout from that uh, dish. Oh, yes. Yes, the, the, the that na- direct TV thing. So my apologies to everybody that was hanging on the cliff. I left you hanging Dude, for an I extra just week. You, my wife wanted to like text, wanted me to text you and find out what happened. She was like, <laughs> she's like, this is a fucking cliffhanger. What the fuck? So I checked the bank account to see if it was pending because they said within five to seven days. They didn't say business days. They said just days. They would be going back on the account. And actually, my dad called me. He's like, hey. Do you ever hear from them to you know see if uh you know, they're, they're gonna give us our fucking money back? I was like, uh, no, I didn't. And I was like, I take it that you don't have that pending in the account. He's like, nope. So I'm like, all right, let me call him. So I call him. Um, they're like, oh yeah, let me. So I tell him like, yeah, you guys told me you know five to seven days. I called you seven days ago. Where's my fucking money? Like, oh, we see on the account that um yeah, you, you have the refund coming and uh uh l- let me take a look at it. So they look into it, it comes back and goes, Hey, um they s- it says here there's a note on your account, um we sent you a check. Excuse me? They said, Yeah, we we, we sent you a check. I said I'm supposed to have my money back in the account Today. They're like, oh, well, there's nothing we can do about it. I said, you people are scamming ass motherfuckers that lie to get out of fucking anything, don't you? And he's like, oh, because I immediately talked to the supervisor. I didn't want to deal with any fucking customer service guy. I was just like, let me just talk to a supervisor right now. He's like, oh, well, you know, we're sorry you feel that way. I said, you motherfuckers lied to me about trying to tell me that it was the collection agency that took the money when they didn't have any of my money, any of my account information. And then you guys tell me you're going to put my money back in the account and you fucking tell me now that you're sending me a check. Like, oh, we're really sorry. I said, right now. I need you to take all of my information and delete it out of your system. He's like, oh, okay. All right, uh, well, it looks like here um, we don't have any information. I said, bullshit, because they found my stuff when I talked to the customer service rep. So I need you to go into the account right now. That's a mistake, sir, because if that check doesn't show up and then you call back, they're going to be like, we have no record of that, sir. I don't know what you're talking about. No, well, <laughs> that was Friday. Monday, we received the check. Okay. Now, they didn't make it out to Mark. 
Whiteiser. They made it out to Marie Whiteiser. Uh, Said, okay. My dad was like... You could probably still afford deposit only, that shit. Well, the thing is, so my dad... My my wife works with bank of, at a bank, so yeah. she told him do not take her off of the accounts because if you get a check, you're fucked yeah. right. under her name. So thankfully, he did not take her off of the accounts. Okay. They know that she passed. Yeah. But so thankfully, that is all set. We have received our hundred and fifty dollars. And Dish Network can clearly go fuck themselves. Oh, man. Uh, oh, I got my stimme. Uh, yeah, we did, too. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Yeah, still sitting in my bank account. I'm not going to do anything with it, probably. Oh, no, no. I mean, we, we have to do a select. Like, I did one thing. I paid off a loan to get myself out of debt from before. So that is all set. Thank goodness. I don't. That's more money in my pocket every month. Yeah. And I kind of splurged on myself a little bit and got a pop vinyl figure, and it's a Lucha Libre version of Venom. Huh. So, doing good Lucha things. Yeah, doing good, do good, good Lucha things. By the way, can I just tell you, like Troy mentioned that on the WWE rundown, the Kalisto thing, <laughs> and uh, I had to, I had to. Jackson was asking me about it, so I had to have him go to the Good Lucha Things promo. So We're going to do good good Lucha Things. God damn God it. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> still one of the worst, best worst things I've seen on wrestling. Um, but, yeah. No, um, mine is still sitting in the bank. I got it. It's, it's We're in the fortunate position of not, you know, being being in need of it at the moment, really. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, we've both been working through the whole thing, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's still sitting. I still haven't. I still haven't done my taxes too, so I'll have my tax return coming at some point soon, hopefully. Right. Um, but I'm on the fence because I could take it and use it and pay off my car. Nice. And it's like that would be a good chunk of it. So I'm sort of like back and forth about whether I want to do that or not. But yeah, but you got to think yeah. of it too. It might be a good chunk of it, but so I take it you have a loan or a lease on your vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you'd get that money every month. No, I know, and I just finished paying off the wife's car and. Yeah, that's all done. So it's like the that and the house payment are pretty much the only big expenses we have left at this point. So I don't know. We might take care. Of, I I I need a new car. It's it's like about time. So, <laughs> uh, you know, it's been in the shop a lot lately. It's, oh, over it's like no. over 120. So it's like it's Oof. probably about time anyway. Yeah. So. Uh. Well, enough about our personal shit. We're here to talk about some wrestling. Yeah. What do we got for news, sir? You know what? I am going to 86 ratings corner from now on. I just okay. think we had talked about it sort of privately and in our host thread. It's like, at this point, does it really fucking matter anymore? Nope. Especially where one show is going to be moving to Tuesdays, probably after WrestleMania anyway. Yeah. They won't be the head-to-head. It's just, you know, we, we and I feel like we just regurgitate the same arguments about why it doesn't <laughs> matter every single week. So yeah. <laughs> let's save our listeners that. So we're going to start with... Uh, just a quick little thing that's uh, sort of making its way around the internet world. If you guys have noticed on WWE programming lately, a severe lack of Charlie Caruso. There is a report as to why that is. 
I believe Fightful Select was the one to report that she was late for several recent Raw interview tapings. Um, the ones specifically mentioned were with Randy Orton and Sheamus. Uh, Vince McMahon heard about this, took exception to it, and they made the decision to remove her from television. Uh, this also apparently is tied into the new uh, male reporter who has been recently added to WWE television, and uh, her contract is apparently up soon. I gotta tell you, I, I think it would be a big loss to WWE to lose Charlie Caruso. Oh yeah, um, she's fantastic at what she does. She's she's really turned into a good, uh, you know, the talking smack stuff, the pre-show stuff. She's gotten really good as sort of the anchor and host, mm-hmm. uh, and she has a little little cred that she brings from ESPN with her too. So yeah. I, I think it would be a short sighted and a mistake to let her go. But you know, that's WWE. They find they find those women replaceable. So. Yeah, and it's a shame because uh, we never got this, the 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 payoff for her and uh, Zelina Vega's little tit tat that they had going a while back. But that's okay. Uh, yeah, hey, show up for work. Uh, it's been well documented that if you're late for work, Vince is not too fucking happy about it. No, no. So if you know about it, just be on time. That's all you gotta do. Is you know, I, I understand maybe maybe once in a while it'll happen, but if it happens multiple times in like a a, a week or two, yeah, you're probably gonna get some shit for it. But uh, I mean, personally, me, I mean, I I wouldn't be late for that kind of job because right. I know it's work, but that that'd be that'd be like a dream job for myself, but. <clears throat> But if you, you were know, getting that ESPN cash at the same time, too, you know, you're serving two masters there. Uh, yeah, true. But, eh. oh, well, uh, boat rowing, so to speak. Yeah. In any event, hopefully they figure that out. But yeah. uh, another thing we need to figure out is what the fuck is going on with Keith Lee? Uh, for those of you who don't know, Keith Lee, uh, to the start of 2021 was interesting. He main evented the first Raw of 2021 for the WWE Championship with Drew McIntyre and what was a very, very good match. Mm-hmm. Um, we heard rumors that at WrestleMania 37 he was set to face off for that championship. Um, then all of a sudden he missed episodes of Raw and missed the Royal Rumble. And then he came back on Raw in February, got put into a triple threat match for the U.S. Championship at Elimination Chamber, but then got pulled from Elimination Chamber, and we haven't seen him in WWE television since. Um, you know, of course, those people that hate the WWE have, have continued to float the rumor that it's just because Vince McMahon, quote, doesn't get him. Um, and, and certainly possible, I guess. But nobody really seems to get what the story is here. And uh, he's been entirely cryptic. Uh-huh. Meltzer at one point said, it is what you think it is, which I would assume, and most people assume that meant COVID. And, of course, we know Mia Yim, his fiance, had been diagnosed with COVID. Now, mm-hmm. she's back on TV. Yep. Um, she was on Raw this week. <laughs> Keith Lee tweeted this week, or just today, I believe, actually, uh, I hear many of you. I see many of the messages. One day I will explain it all for the ones true to me. For now, know that I more than appreciate the continued support. And when I return, it will be filled with all the love I have for those that represent this legion. 
I have no fucking clue what's going on here. That tweet, that tweet cleared up nothing. Like I'm more confused than I was before he tweeted that. I don't know what the fuck's going on, but if this is a Vince McMahon thing, he is seriously missing the fucking boat. Oh yeah, absolutely. If it's Vince, I, I have a feeling it's an injury, but they don't want to talk about it. But but Lee's tweet doesn't seem to indicate that. No, but I don't know, man. It's it, there's so many possibilities to why he's because I don't think it's I wouldn't think it's Vince. He Vince fucking put him over in his first pay per view match against Randy <gasps> Orton. But let's not forget it was it was only last year we were talking about Aleister Black was in the running to win the Royal Rumble and now he can't get a whiff of TV because. Uh, I have a feeling that that has to do with... But he was off TV before that shit. Yeah, but then he had the feud with Kevin Owens, and then once Zelina got... Oh, you mean when he was a pirate? Yes. Arrgh! Me, Arrgh! He was dead in the water at that point already. That was a clear indication that Vince didn't fucking understand what to do with them. Oh, God, um, so frustrating. But yeah, I feel like I feel like this is the this is the recurring trend with these NXT guys is they come up ready made, huge audience, ready to go, and Vince just decides I don't fucking understand that because unless you're a comedy guys, Vince doesn't fucking get you anymore. Fucking so dumb, this, dude. Like... Seemingly the exception to the rule is Damian Priest, who has been booked like a fucking monster. But other than that, I don't know. I mean, raise your hand if you had Damian Priest having more impact on the main roster than Keith Lee. I don't think many people have their hands up right now. Uh, no, not at all. Huh. But I mean, this is also a company where Buddy Murphy can't get a push at all. God, like, like there's so many talented wrestlers in this company that can't get a push. Meanwhile, the New Day's on their 27th tag team title reign. Elias is on TV every fucking week. Jeff Hardy's still kicking around. We're getting Randy Orton watching highlights. It's just they they don't know how to move on from their older talent and elevate their newer talent. It's it's just bottlenecked for the newer talent coming in. It's crazy. I, I don't know. Uh, we, we constantly talk about this on WWE Rundown. And here. And I think they discussed it on AEW, but not sure. Um, but I, I don't get it, man, because – but it's just – it's weird because the the specific, like, capitalized when I return, it's – I don't know. It's just weird, man. Something's off here, and obviously either, A, they don't want him talking about it, or, B, he doesn't want to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, hopefully something gets worked out, something gets fixed, whatever's wrong writes itself, and we get to see Keith Lee ascend like he should to the top of the WWE roster, but yes. we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Um, I guess I'm going to segue to this other story because it seems to tie in. Okay. Uh, reports began circulating last week that Andrade Cien Almas, simply known as Andrade because... God knows Vince has a short attention span for last names. Uh, the story came out that he had requested his release from the WWE. Uh, he was apparently denied the release, was the follow-up to that story. And today on Twitter, he wrote, quote, The rumors are true, and I don't know what the future holds, but I want to make my dreams come true. Thank you for giving me so much support these last days 
and then he speaks Spanish in the rest of the tweet. So um, didn't say anything specific. I think we all can sort of glean from that what he's talking about. Um, it's just another great example of an amazingly, immensely talented, charismatic individual that comes up from NXT, handmade to be a star, and just fuck all nothing is done with them. I don't know, now, man. They, they did mention on WWE Rundown, and, and I'll give them credit for this. Um, this all seemed to start right around the time he got popped for the performance violation while uh, he yes. was holding the U.S. championship, was it? Or the, yes. was it the yep. Intercontinental? One of the U.S., okay. US. Um, so that clearly <clears throat> fucked with their plans, and, and Vince is known to be sort of a vindictive individual when you fuck with his plans. So who knows? But you would think as highly as they regard Charlotte and knowing that Charlotte is his fiance, that, you know, that would sort of, I don't want to say make him bulletproof, but certainly make him more of a priority for them. Yeah. It seems like they just don't give a fuck. It's unfucking believable, man. So let's go through a little list here. Okay. Sure. Okay. So we got Andrade, mm-hmm. Alistair Black, mm-hmm. Keith Lee, who else we got uh, that's been brought up? Uh, uh, who else has been brought up? Come on, you, you, you're you probably better for this. Vanessa Bourne? Yeah. Mia, oh. Mia Yim? Donovan Well, Mia Yim, Mia Yim has been... Uh, this is more of a list of people that aren't being fucking utilized at all that have oh, been brought boy. up from NXT. I would say Donovan Dijak belongs on that list because he's been... Utilized, but yeah, not. but he's not on. T- he's on TV pretty much every week, though. It, okay. It's a shitty program, but he's still on TV every week. Buddy Murphy. Yep. Um, uh, I'm sure there's plenty more, and so somewhere people are screaming names. Their, uh, <laughs> you fucking idiots! What the fuck? They're escaping me at the moment, but I'm sure there are other names that I'm not picking up on, but. <sighs> It, it's a, it's an epidemic for sure. It's fucking mind-boggling because imagine all those people being a focal point of your programs. You would have much more viewers every week. And I'm not and saying people, that Raw and SmackDown are down. Like they're they're not super spectacular numbers, but people would want to probably fucking see your product live more than just, uh, oh, I'm going to record this and, you know, I'll, I'll watch it later. Ginger, we went almost an entire calendar year where they did nothing with Bianca Belair yep. after calling her up. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, oh, um, Angel Garza is probably another one on that list. Oh, uh, yeah. Yep. yep. Um, anyway, yeah, it's awful. And hopefully, I, you know, we, we always say we're, we're sitting here waiting Till someone else is in charge, and I, I sort of feel like that's we're gonna have to wait for that to happen. So Vince is no be. longer in the game before anything really significantly changes. Yeah. Um, because, so what do you, let's 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 just talk for a minute about this. When the passing of the company, so to speak, is goes down, do they? hire more writers do they keep the same writers do they keep bruce pritchard where he's at who's who takes over that, that's what i mean uh, well, let's this is just my say point. It's like, um, i can't answer any of those speculative yeah. questions until you sort of tell me if hunter's taking over i think the answer is different than if pritchard's taking over 
And I think if Stephanie's taking over, or if Shane's taking over, or if Kevin Dunn's taking over. I Okay, so I feel that Shane, Stephanie, and Trips would probably be somewhat on the same page. Well, let's let's also revisit the fact that Shane originally left the company because Vince essentially said, "I'm not leaving it. I'm not leaving you in charge." So, you know, who knows? So, I uh, just I just want them to smarten up and give us entertainment, not this bullshit of superstars of the past. I've said it all the time. No, nobody in the industry has done more for AEW's growth than Vince McMahon has. Yep. 100%. He has jaded, he has jaded and upset and disenfranchised a lot of wrestling fans who were WWE fans who no longer are. So, yep. 100%. Well, anyway, moving on to something that's a little bit more positive. Uh, it's been a minute since we've heard anything about Kylie Ray. Uh, last time we heard about her, she was supposed to participate in a knockouts title match at the Bound for Glory pay-per-view uh, for Impact. Uh, she posted a message on Twitter following that saying that she was, quote, unwell and, quote, no longer a professional wrestler. Um, you know, there were tons of people with well wishes, which was great. Uh, this was, of course, the second company in, in a one-year span where she had sort of shown up, had a little bit of a run, and then decided she couldn't do it anymore. as She uh, had with AEW under circumstances we still don't know, and now Impact, again, circumstances we don't know. Um, but it did come out on Twitter last night. Warrior Wrestling tweeted, Smiley Kylie Ray. She's back. Saturday, June 5th, Warrior Wrestling Chicago defending her title. Match announcement to follow, but the timing of this announcement may give you a clue. Um, so that's great news. Uh, she hasn't, as far as I've seen, hasn't directly commented on it, but uh, it's awesome. Uh, you know, hopefully she's feeling mentally in a better place. Um, she's an immensely talented performer. Um, I'm very much looking forward to the problem she's going to have now. And maybe this is better for her. Is I, I just don't know that there's a national promotion that's going to take a chance on her at this point. No. Um, but she may be happier and, and a better quality of life just working indies and being sort of a big name on the indies and happy doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I, I mean, yeah, she – if – I mean, what other – she has what? ROH left, WWE, and JPW for top – you know, well-known brands, but yeah, WWE's not signing her. Uh, no, God no, and that's what I'm. That that was my point. I highly doubt they look at her track record and they're like, yeah, we're gonna pass on that one. Right. Uh, so that's it, it. I think she'd be a great fit in NXT, but I don't think they will take that chance. Yeah, but then we turn it into, oh, she's just a Bailey ripoff, uh, unless they change her character. I think Bailey's changed her character so much now that you can get away with it anymore. Yeah, but uh, everybody would make that comparison. Everybody already kind of does. She doesn't did. have nearly the booty, though. Oh, God, no. So. No, no, no. No, no. Yeah. Uh, but, hey, if she's happier doing the indie circuit, all the power to her. She's a great Absolutely. talent for the independent, independent scene. And, and, and it's an important lesson, guys and girls. Never let someone else's opinion of what is the best course of action for you define and affect your mental well-being. Do what makes you happy. Do what makes you mentally well. Um, and fuck what anyone else thinks about it. That's that's really it. It's your life. Do what the fuck you want. I mean, there are people, and I, I know people who are very nice people who I love, who are very career-oriented, 
fuck everything else. I'm going to work to uh, that's never been me. For example, I would rather do a good honest day's work and have, and have make a little less money doing it, but be able to come home every night and spend a bunch of time with my wife and my son and, you know, coaches little league games and have those weekends to spend time with them because he's not going to be a kid forever. You know, he's already 11. He's going to be coming up on, on a teenage year soon. And now those times with dad on the baseball field are not going to mean as much to him at that point. So, I'm cherishing every second I got, and to me, I'm comfortable, I'm happy, and there's no reason to, uh, I, there's just nothing in it for, I, I, that, that's what, that's my happy place, is, is being with my family, rather than, you know, chasing every last dollar I can make. Yep, 100%. Family so. is important, people. <laughs> Much more important than the dollar. Absolutely. And unless, unless that dollar is the most important thing to you, in which case, by all means, do that. Do what makes you happy, people. Mm-hmm. Don't let anyone else define it is the message here. Uh, um, speaking of people that do what makes them happy and don't let anyone else tell them one way or another, the latest inductee to the WWE Hall of Fame 2021 class was announced today. And a little bit of a surprise to me, it is none other than Easy e Eric Bischoff. Uh, Ginger, what are your thoughts on this? I like it. Well okay. deserved, but uh, I think a year late because he should have been with NWO, but which we uh, much. Isn't it better to be inducted on your own than yes. as part of a group, though? Oh yes, absolutely. You get and maybe that's why they did the it. Moment to yourself, maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe that's why they did it. But who he was also just knows? coming off being fired by WWE at that point. Yes, but I mean, yeah, I wouldn't be. So... <laughs> But hey, I wouldn't put WWE past. Oh, you're fired. Oh, hey, by the way, you're going to be going into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> the thing that's uh, most interesting to me about this is two weeks ago, he was on AEW. Yeah. And has been several times. So for all those people who are, oh, Vince hates everybody who, like, no, this guy was on AEW two weeks ago, and Vince put him in the Hall of Fame this week. So, you know, clearly Vince cares not at all. So oh, that's why I... The- this whole thing about Vince is the evil fucking prick, like... Oh, oh he could be an evil fucking prick and oh, not care about AEW. Yeah, of course. He doesn't give a shit. It's just another company. He yeah. fucking contacted Paul White. Like, is when he got excited, he said, congratulations. And by the way, fuck Paul White, honestly. Yes. Because in one breath, you tell this story about how Vince McMahon called and congratulated you and he was great. And then in the next fucking breath in every podcast you're on, you're shitting all over the WWE because they didn't book everything around you at, what, 50 fucking years old. I'm sorry, real. Sorry. Look, Big Show was a great performer in his heyday. He was innovative in the world of the big men. But at this point, go fuck yourself yeah. if you're going to shit on that company after everything they did to you, every opportunity they did for you. Um, you think AEW gets him a fucking TV show on Netflix? Nope. Nope. So, you know what? You A lot of fucking doors were open for you because of that company and to be completely ungrateful because they moved away from your character at a time when you couldn't contribute regularly. Fuck off. By the way, Ginger, you want to remind me last year after WrestleMania, who was the first challenger for Drew McIntyre's title? That's what I was just going to fucking bring up was the big show. Well... That was in 2020. The Big Show main evented a Raw for the world WrestleMania, I guess technically. Uh, technically right? WrestleMania, but it wasn't aired till the next night right. on Raw for the WWE Championship. Yep. But he's he's pissed off that they didn't. Whatever. Fuck that. Fuck that guy. <laughs> and fuck the news because we're done with it. 
Yay! <laughs> no, seriously, congrats, Eric Bischoff. Well done. Oh, 100%, man. Really, uh, but... A guy who really did and doesn't get enough credit, he, and, and he feel like he gets a lot of this shit, but he definitely, with what he did in WWE, elevated the status and mainstream of professional wrestling by oh, far. Yeah. And he was in some fan. He did some fantastic things. Like when I, I watched this clip the other day, uh, when I was one of the attitude or not added uh, ruthless aggression era um, drafts, and the way he sold when he drafted uh, Paul Heyman to Raw from SmackDown was fucking spectacular. I don't know when the last time you watched that, but if you get the I chance, to, oh my god, just the way he fucking sells it is amazing. And the fact, another thing is too, that dude changed wrestling technically. Absolutely, yeah. Like, and he, oh, by the way, sorry. Speaking of uh, watching classic WWE stuff, as of today, oh yeah, WWE Network is live on Peacock. So Peacock! you can go to you can go to the cock and get all the wrestling you want going forward. Give Starting the, with Fastlane this Sunday. Give the cock a peep. Yeah. Huh? yeah just take out your remote, rub the cock a little bit. And... <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, I I know we've said it like five times. Congratulations, Eric. Good job, man. Absolutely. You've fucking yep. well-deserved. Well, since you already did it, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is the NXT Rundown. We get a, ra- re- a recap, a recap of last week of Cole versus Beller and all the things setting up the storylines coming up for Stand and Deliver. We go live to Finn Balor in the ring. So St. Patrick's Day 2021, Finn Balor, still your NXT champion. I, I, I tend to forget, has he had this title over a year now? No. It's got to be close. It's got to be coming up. No, wait, it's got to be because they um, they had people in the crowd when he won it. Versus him, when it was him and Cole. I believe. Right, keep, keep talking, I'll look it up. Okay. Uh, so he lists all the people he's beaten and he says there's only one more. Carrying Cross. No, 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 come on, come on. You can't no sell that. He goes. What do you do? He's like, Pete Dunn, beat him. No. <laughs> Adam Cole, beat him. Kyle O'Reilly, beat him. Beat him. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of went like Stone Cold a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> he was very cocky in this promo. Yes. Like I, I, I actually really dig cocky heel, heel-ish Finn Balor. Well, I mean, when you, when you got a huge cock like that, I mean, it's, it's true. You know, hard not to be cocky. <laughs> uh, and. Carrying Cross and Scarlet and my penis come out. <laughs> uh, I ejaculate 50 times because of what Scarlet is wearing. Oh, wow. Uh, this is going to blow your mind. What do you got? NXT title, no limit match. Finn Balor defeats Adam Cole for the NXT championship September 8th, 2020. Holy Wasn't shit. Wasn't that long ago at all, actually. There were no fans in attendance when he did it. Oh, uh, uh, maybe uh, maybe I was thinking of their first encounter when Cole was the champion. I think that's the one I was thinking of. Maybe. Um, but wow, yeah. Now that I think of it, yeah. Now, am I crazy in thinking that 
It seemed longer ago than that. The, so the Adam Cole match you're thinking of was December 18th, 2019. Okay, that's why. All right. Um, but, uh, yeah, F- Scarlet's outfit, dude. Good. All day. <laughs> all night. She's very pale, though. I don't care, dude. She is a fucking goddess. Uh, fair. So... Uh, Cross says, now that our other affairs are done with, it only leaves me and you. Cross says, you're going to... Yeah. Sorry, I just fucking scrolled my notes by accident. They Uh, need to know who the real champion is. Yes. Finn says, everybody wants to play champion until the real champion walks in the room. Cross says, you're going to feel what it's like when I squeeze all the... Finn says he's going to tell him what nobody else has the balls to tell him. He walks like a champ. He talks like a champ. But Finn is the champ. And Cross doesn't have what it takes to be in the main event. Oof. Ouch. My goodness. Uh, You're going to feel what it's like when I squeeze all the oxygen out of your skull and choke you out. Finn replies, you're going to know what it feels like to main event at TakeOver and choke. Yes. Uh, both referencing people not breathing. Ha <laughs> So what they did there. Scarlet says... She- By the way, does it, does it seem weird to you that they've sort of... It, it feels like they're sort of separating Cross from, like, the, like, spooky, evil, you know, serial killer sort of character that he had and more to just, like, Batista. You know what I mean? He's coming out with, like, a t-shirt on. Now he's doing his own promos and talking like a normal guy. Meanwhile, Scarlet is still doing like the the future is in the tarot cards and yeah, that, so leave that up to her. Characters don't seem to match anymore. Oh, it's fine. I don't mind it. Well, you don't mind it just because she's out there and you can look at her. But yeah, I'm talking exactly. about from a perspective of a performer. Uh, like they yes. did match, and it seems like they're changing him, and now he no longer matches with her. Uh, um, maybe he just needs to work on it a little bit. We're going to get, at one point, we're going to get Karrion Cross and Scarlet versus Bray Wyatt and Alexa, aren't we? Uh, more than likely, yes. And that match will feature booty, booty, booty. No. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that will be... My house will be draped in semen. Inside <laughs> and out. <laughs> uh, Scarlet interrupts and says she's seen this in the cards. Two champions draped in gold. The world in awe. It all happens for <laughs> a reason. Do you get that? You literally just said my house will be draped in semen right before saying that she said they'd be draped in gold. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Uh, one and two interrupt out of fucking nowhere. Uh, and and th- my immediate reaction was, motherfucker, they're WWEing this. Yes. Uh, they go on to say Finn should be facing Pete Dunne, but yet Pete Dunne's not here. Weird. Uh, Scarlett says it's moments like this that lead us to the inevitable. You two should put your championships on the line against these two. She get they're like, whoa, 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 no, I don't, no, no, we don't want to go there. They're, they're trying to get out of it, but she gets out of the ring and in a very persuasive way, I would have totally fallen for this as well, uh, tells them to put their titles on the line. 
they accept, and that's the main event for I mean, this evening. So, so she went out, and she was, like, rubbing up on them and telling mm-hmm. them how awesome they were. And to be fair, at that point, they were completely rock hard. There was no blood left in their oh, brains. Yeah. So, of course, they said yes. Yeah. I mean, I'd my penis would literally explode, and blood would be shooting out of it. That's how much fucking blood would be trying to pump through my penis. Next up, Dexter Loomis is taking on... Are you sure you quit wrestling, or are you just not allowed to work on the shows now that there's women's matches everywhere? (laughs) No, I'm just this rock hard for Scarlet. Okay. Uh, Dexter Loomis is taking on a man that is very angry at Dexter himself. Austin Theory. But before the match starts, Theory is out back and he's chatting via Skype on a tablet with the Garganos. Johnny says, Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, we we forgot to bring this up. Yeah, so they covered it on WWE Rundown, but uh, there was rumors pretty rampant about another COVID outbreak within the Performance Center and the NXT crew. Um Based on you know guys who were moving rings around and not wearing masks and per talent who was helping them or interacting with them, um, safe to say that Gargano and Candice are on that list. I mean, I, they would have been there otherwise, right? For this angle, the only reason they're at well, home. Here's the thing, though, because maybe they had they did have their masks on. When maybe helping out and shit, but maybe a couple other people didn't, and that's why they were off TV tonight. Maybe like they were, quar- they were off TV due to COVID, one way or another. Whether it was just an exposure or a positive. Oh yes, that, yes, hundred percent. That's all I'm saying. There was a few. I, I will talk names. about some other people who were very clearly missing when they yeah. should have been there. Uh, Pete Dunn, for one, right there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and by the way, by the way, uh, you notice we didn't get the Swerve Scott Leon Ruff match that we were advertised last week. Yeah, about that. Yeah. And we know they love to put Leon Ruff on TV. Oh, my God. Yeah, this is the first time in months we haven't seen Leon Ruff, (laughs) and it was thoroughly enjoyable. Uh, So, yeah, he's chatting out back with them, and Johnny says this is the last step in Theory's therapy, and he has to go in alone on this one. So another person that was missing as well, Indy Hartwell. Wrestling. Yeah. Oh, so. Uh, did you see the tweet that she. To be fair, if Dexter's out there with Indy, that's a flood hazard. So. Yes. Um, <laughs> that may have had something to do with it. She the may crowd would have had to have been evacuated. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, but did you see her tweet by chance yesterday for St. Patrick's Day uh, on WWE's post? I saw it. I forget what it was. I remember checking uh, it. She shows. Uh, it was something along the lines of, I can't, it was it was a poster celebrating Irish-born uh, performer wrestlers and stuff like uh, Becky Lynch and Sheamus, Finn Balor, and she goes, I don't know why I'm not on this poster. People always tell me that I'm green all the time. Oh yeah. And it took me a second to realize and I was like, oh, <laughs> ouch. Yeah. But. She's talking about us. No. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure she's working a lot. Yeah, for sure. But, uh, so, immediate knee lift to Loomis, and he tosses him outside, and we go to box. Like, 
Really? Literally two things happen and we go in the fucking box. I mean, sometimes it's a good thing, but not here. Um, Loomis is in control. Usually, hitting... I mean, usually only two things happen after you go in the box. Yeah. <laughs> nice old cream pie and a kid pops out nine months later. <laughs> um, Loomis is in control, hitting a fallaway slam. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Theory is in control, hitting a following a fallaway slam. But before hitting the move, he says, I thought we were friends. And then tosses him. Uh, we get then. Uh, Theory goes for pin, but Loomis kicks out and immediately puts Theory in the silence. Theory escapes and they get back up to Theory back in control. Theory attempts a rolling thunder drop kick, but is caught in midair into a spine buster. That was a pretty nice spot. I liked it. Um, Loomis gets, <clears throat> excuse me. Loomis gets his thunder and hits a corner clothesline, then a bulldog, back suplex, then his jumping leg drop, getting a two count. Loomis attempts to scare Theory with the crawl. But Theory is not phased by this and hits a brutal running forearm to Loomis. I fucking loved that. Loved it. Yes. It showed a fucking nice mean side of Theory that we've been waiting yeah. for. Yeah. Uh, uh, that is then followed up by a leg grapevine lift into a brain buster onto the knee. I don't even know the name of that move. I'm sure so, you do, though. So leg trap sushi garoshi. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, looked good. Uh, and then Loomis, ex- uh, so Loomis hits Theory with a clothesline. And then Loomis is kind of like, oh, and extends his hand and helps Theory to his feet. Theory then hugs Loomis saying, I knew you wouldn't have said all those things. But Loomis is playing possum, hooks up the silence, hits Theory up. Uh, Sorry. Hits Theory with the silence. But Theory hits a couple back elbows, goes for the ATL, but Loomis escapes and hits the silence. And your winner is Dexter. You say hits the silence. He more locks in the silence. Yeah, yeah, but he hits a fucking um, Uranagi-esque into it. So, I mean, you could... It's a full combo. Okay. So... So, uh, okay match. Not bad. It was nice to see Dexter in a match. I didn't mind not, it. Not, no joke. I thought this was one of the best Austin Theory matches he's had in NXT. Oh, 100%. Yes. I thought he looked really good here. Really I strong. think even Wade Barrett called him out. It was like, this is, he looks fantastic in this yeah, match. He looked really good in this match. Mm-hmm. Well, and Loomis did too. This is a good match for both guys. Yeah. Uh, I thought they clicked pretty well, but I, I, I wasn't sure I was going to go because they have. Some different styles, but they yeah. they did all right. You're never gonna have a Dexter Loomis match. It's gonna be like holy shit match. It's gonna be that was a good match and it was a good match. WWE style match. That's what it is. Yeah. That's how he works. That's where he should be on the main roster. Now yeah. and then he gets lost in the shuffle for about I don't know four years. Oh no, he's a creepy weird character. He'll get he'll get on TV all the time. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, we then go to he'll be, dinner. He'll be the new Ron Simmons. Everybody will just turn around and he'll be staring at him with his eyes. Yeah. That joke gets <laughs> over on the radio, Ginger. Ginger just did the Dexter Loomis face. 
Dinner time is in the back, and she's in a nice, tight green shirt, and she's looking to get a word with Mr. Regal. But before she does, Tommaso approaches, says Toothless Every Timmy is Every time you see her, do you get upset that Vic Joseph is getting that? Yes. Okay, just curious. Like, very angry. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hate him. Dumbass! <laughs> so... Tommaso says, Toothless Timmy isn't here. He assumes Imperium didn't like his answer. Hmm. So they took matters into their own hands. What were you saying? I just, it's it's interesting that Timmy wasn't there, given that they were advertised for a tag match with Imperium. Oh, hey, what do I, you know? I wonder why Thatcher wouldn't be there. I don't know, man. Yeah. Uh, Tommaso also says, two can play at this game. <laughs> so when way. you're... As we go through this list of people who aren't there, we're also discovering who are the good brothers that help with setting up the ring. Ah, <laughs> uh. <laughs> not the good brothers who suck over on AEW, but the insider term, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so he says, "When when you're done here, Mackenzie, go ask Imperium if they have seen Alexander Wolf lately." Another person missing from tonight. Uh, I bet their answer is we haven't seen him for a while. How, so how do you feel about this? Because I, I understand the uh, the notion that they were trying to cover up for all the people who weren't there. Mm-hmm. But it sort of felt like they were shining a big fucking beacon on all the people who weren't there. Like, in case you were all wondering who had COVID, like, here's the... Like, did, did you need the, de- the, the, we'll talk about it later, but did you need the Cameron Grimes, like, photoshops? Like, uh, yes, we absolutely fucking sure, did. Sure, you just said he's not on the show this week, you know? Did yeah, you need but the Gargano's I th- out there, or did you, could you have just have said, hey, you know, we're not going to, they're forcing him to go it alone this week and just have him not on TV? Like, well, these, these are kind of all people that are are kind of in consistent storylines right now. So Right, but there are ways you could have done this without drawing yes. so much attention to the fact that they weren't there. Yeah. Fuck it. Who cares? This yeah, but then we would have been... It's like, we got to we gotta, we gotta create a story where Imperium jumps Thatcher, and then we got to create another story where Ciampa jumped Alistair Wolf, Like... Al- Al- Alexander Wolf. Alexander Wolf, yes. <laughs> Uh, you know, this, I keep thinking of Nigel McGuinness's Desmond Wolf character in, T- in TNA. He says, tell them after that, well, when the bell rings, there will only be one of them left standing, and this time they messed up. Okay, so Tommaso's looking to whoop some ass. So Adam Cole's walking to the ring, and we come back from commercial, and he's in the ring. What a jobber's treatment for Adam Oof. Cole. God Jeez. damn. It felt like the way they did it, it felt like he came back like already having started his promo. Like I know uh, yeah, a little on, bit. It felt like he had already said stuff before we got to TV. Well, in a way that's kind of a good thing when you think about it because like he was mad, so he was going to the ring, he didn't care if the cameras were on or not, he had shit to say. I guess I don't know. So, that's how I kind of look at it. Uh, he says Kyle's made the biggest mistake of his life. He did for what he did last week. He wasn't mad at Kyle before. He was just done with him. Kyle is jealous of Adam. Congrats, Kyle, because you just signed your death warrant. I was I wasn't even mad at you before. I just didn't need you anymore. Yeah, like 
What a Oh, that douche. one hurt worse. That's fucking mean. That's harsh, man. Uh, Adam says he's not leaving the ring until he gets Kyle out. Adam's, uh, yep. Uh, but Mr. Regal interrupts and says Kyle wasn't even medically cleared to be here last week. And because of last week, he is now for now pushed further back his in-ring... You gotta stop taking okay, notes for voice to text, dude. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm, yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, what? I, and because of last week, he was now furthered his neck problem. He has now furthered his neck problems. Uh, Mr. Regal banned Kyle from the arena. What a dick! Kyle then appears on the big screen. Says, "Adam, I've known you for eleven years. I know you're really upset about last week." Uh, he's normally a patient guy, but when it comes to Adam, it cannot wait. Kyle knows where Adam lives, where he hangs out, where he buys his video games. And then you that, see kind that, of see... That's my house, Paige. That's my house, Paige. <laughs> and then you see Adam's demeanor kind of change a little bit. Like, oh shit, he's right. He does fucking know everything. Um, Cole walks up... Uh, so... That promo, Kyle's portion of the promo is over on the screen. Uh, Cole then walks up to Regal and says, Kyle can threaten him all he wants. He will find him, but not if I find him first. So. So, fair to assume that this match main events night one of TakeOver? This seems like the second biggest match on the show, right? Yeah, I would say so, yeah. I mean, we don't know what's going on with the North American title yet, but this feels like the second biggest program in the company right now. 100%. Actually, feels like the biggest one, really, but... Uh, yeah. But we're we know build, We're building Cross and Balor. I mean, I, we're, we're, pretty much, we're pretty close to there, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's got to... It, it has to fucking headline it. I would think... Unless they do the females one night and the males the second, but who knows? And who knows if Johnny's going to be back with that North American title if that if he is out for the reasons we think he is. Yep. So, and he's certainly not going to have much time to build a pro. It's going to be fucking Loomis and Johnny, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Mother of course fucker. Of course it is. Do you remember when Loomis showed up, what I said at that exact moment? I have zero fucking interest in Johnny Gargano versus Dexter Loomis. I hope it's just a fucking Austin Theory program. And no, no, it's going to be a fucking Johnny Gargano program. Of why course can't it they, is. Why can't I get another Kushida match? Why can't I just... Why, Where why is Kushida? That's a good fucking question. Uh, but why can't I just get... Like, why do we have to, like, avoid... God, I I don't hate Dexter Loomis, but they're making me hate Dexter Loomis by putting him in these spots. <laughs> you can't hate him because of the spots they're putting in. You just sure gonna... I can. I can hate that Eli- Elias for being on TV every week. I understand logically that it's not his fault, but that doesn't make me feel any better about it. I can't believe I have that guy's hoodie. But anyways, it's I I don't mind it. I. I... I like Loomis. So it doesn't bother me that much, as much as it bothers you. No, apparently not. And who knows? I mean, Johnny 
always brings out the best in people. So who knows? I, just, the, I don't think their styles will work well together. I just I don't. Like, Johnny versus a big man in Priest was one thing, because Priest has a style that Johnny can work with. Yes. Loomis really just doesn't. Loomis is a more big plotting sort of... He's not a technical guy. Johnny's not going to go do five minutes of chain with him like he did with Kushida. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. No, absolutely not. That's a given. I don't know. We'll we'll see, but that's more than likely going to be the match, so prepare yourself. Dinner time with her guests, the new NXT Women's Tag Team Champions, Apoon Shots. Uh, it hasn't sunk in yet that they've won, even though it's been a week. And then all of a sudden, Bobber D. Fuckstone brand walks up and challenges them. By the way, them. best fucking promo Ember Moon's ever delivered because she got cut off about three words into it. Yep. So that's how, that's how you do promo segments with Ember Moon. <laughs> uh... Jesse Kamea and Aaliyah challenge them to a match next week for the NXT Women's Tag Team Champions, and they accept. Can I just say I absolutely hope that the Robert Stone brand wins the tag titles. I want to do a thing now where the NXT Women's Tag Titles are never successfully defended. Just every time somebody makes their first defense of the title, (laughs) that'll be the gimmick. That would be fucking terrible. That would be amazing. No. But hey, if the Bobbity Fuckstone brand wins them, they should just never defend them for like a year. Well, of course not, because the first defense they're going to lose. Exactly, that's what I mean. Just not defend them if, in that case. Yeah. Fuck it. <sighs> Jordan Devlin pulls up in a Mustang. Cool. Legato. Joaquin Wilde and Raul Mendoza are taking on... Brizongo. And it was really Brizongo this time. It really was. Uh, Dango and Raul start. Raul charges and Dango sidesteps and kicks his feet out from under him, sending him ass over tea kettle. And these two just fucking battle it out for a minute. Uh, Dango goes for a hip toss, but Raul lands on his feet and Dango murder lines him from the back. Loved it. I love this vicious more serious um, work from Dango and Breeze. I think it, I think it's much better. Yeah. Uh, Wild runs in just to get punched in the face. Uh, Breeze attempts a sunset flip, but a roll through by Raul, and he hits a fucking nice-looking shining wizard. Dango heads... <clears throat> Dango hits a front suplex off of the second turnbuckle... Wild then distracts him, and Raul hits a jumping insigiri, knocking Dango to the floor. Breeze gets a hot tag, has a clothesline, a punch to Raul off the apron, flying forearm, a kick, and a boot to the face, a forearm in the corner, a step-up insigiri. Raul runs in and gets a kick and clotheslined over the top. Breeze then puts a single-leg crab on Wild. He holds it for... Probably a good minute and a half. They did the pull away from the rope gimmick. I thought it was going to be over, but Wild escapes, but gets a fucking super super kick for his troubles for a close two. Wild then reverses an unprettier, goes for an O'Connor roll. Blind tag happens by Raul and a hot shot to Breeze and Legato hit Legato 
and Legato wins clean. Love it. About time this fucking faction started winning matches, damn it. In a clean way. No controversy. There was just it was a clean fucking victory for them and I loved it. Ah, yeah. uh, the match was fantastic too. You alright? Yeah, I, I I enjoyed the match. I thought these two had good chemistry together. It just it it was weird. It felt lacking something. Like I don't know what it was, but it just I, I don't know. I felt like there was I talk about all the time, like, I feel like NXT matches usually finish with this, going to this next gear, and I don't Mm. feel like this one actually did. Mm. But. Well, here's the thing, right? They want to leave you wanting more. I don't know that we're getting more of this, though. I think this was sort of the blow off to this brief program. You think so? Yeah, I don't. I think, think ultimately, so. I, I think ultimately, MSK is getting the tag titles, and I think Legato's feuding with them. But I uh, think this is something to keep Legato busy until then. Good, keep them on TV. They work yeah. magnificently. Uh, so after the match, Escobar grabs a headset, not a microphone, and asks, "Where Devil? Where's Devlin at? Where is he? Where's your fake champion?" Uh, well. Devlin's music then hits, and he comes out. Says, take a look at a real champion standing here. You run around here calling yourself the king of this division, but the ace is back in town. So take that replica title and throw it in the trash, because the guy you're filling in for is back. That was nice. Nice delivery, too. That was brutal. Brutal, brutal mic work there. Uh, In a good way. Yes. Escobar then responds, I have redefined what it means to be a cruiserweight. You're welcome. He says, I've made history as the cruiserweight champion, and I've proven it time after time after time. You know why you still have that title? Because everyone here forgot you had it in the first place. Oh. 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 Just kick him in his dick while he's down. Right. So wrap up your business in the UK and face me on the biggest stage, on the stage big enough for the Emperor of Lucha Libre. Devlin then rears back and headbutts Escobar and delivers the devil inside. Escobar then sits up and he's got a bloodied up mouth. Yeah. I don't know if it was a mouth packet Headbutt. because. The cam the camera angle made the headbutt look like shit. No, I think he got him with the headbutt a little bit. You think so? Yeah. Well, I, I'm fantastic. Yeah. This makes me want uh, to see this match more. This could main event night one actually. Now that I think of it, because champion versus champion, a couple more weeks to build this. Although this could hold this whole thing could be thrown into upheaval, you know. Thrown into what? Upheaval. I haven't watched NXT UK yet today, but Trent Seven was challenging for the Cruiserweight title against Jordan Devlin tonight. Yeah, but, yeah. Because when you think Cruiserweight, you think Trent Seven. (laughs) Well, apparently he dropped a bunch of weight, so. Yeah, Yeah, he went Pete Dunne on the quarantine. Good for him. Yeah. Because Lord knows I only gained. I did not work (laughs) on my physique. I believe I maintained which I'll take. Uh, but, uh, yeah, 
Do you see this match turning into a ladder match? I could see it. It wouldn't shock me. Two champions, usually they'll hang both belts up there. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I can see it. I think... But then again, I don't know if I want to see it because I kind of want to just see these two in a match, though. Yeah, I don't disagree. I, I think I, I don't know that it would be the best way to do it, but I could certainly see it being what they what they do. I mean, I'm I'm pumped for this match regardless if this is a stipulation or not. So the, I, I think they've done pretty good by kind of ignoring the double champion thing until they could fly Devlin over here to do stuff. I think they did a really good job of that. Uh, Dinner time catches up with Cole. He basically just says he's going to end Kyle. Like, that's the gist of this promo. Uh, Then we get a little video package, and NXT has signed Saray. I believe she's worked at NJPW. She works a lot of Japan. Oh, she's from Japan, I believe. Uh, please don't quote me on that. But, uh, yeah, cool. And is she debuting next week? Is Did I see that? I think that so. Or? Yeah, I think so. so. Um, yeah, she was signed like a year ago. And because of the pandemic, she couldn't get over here. So uh, okay. they've, been, they've been waiting to bring her over for a while now. Cool. Awesome. So that should be interesting. Uh Hashtag kiss my grits. We get a bunch of uh, a few photos of Cameron Grimes swimming with a dolphin. He's on a jet ski and sitting in a lawn chair on the beach. Something like that. Just hanging out. Awful, awful, awful. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for, Jason? Photoshop? Thank you. Awful Photoshop. But that makes it that much better. Uh, So we go to Zoe Stark versus Dakota Kai. Uh, Light standing chain to start with Zoe getting the upper hand. Kai then hits a face wash for two. Nothing really happens for about, I don't know, I'd say four or five minutes in this match. Yeah, it took a while. Yeah. A uh, nice corner spot with both women missing moves, ending with the crossbody plancha by Stark on the outside. Uh, we get back in and a very nice half-and-half half suplex, followed up by a running knee by Zoe. Uh, both females are on the apron, and Zoe attempts a German, but it's blocked. Kai then charges, but Zoe goes for a back body drop. But Kai like redirects herself into the ring, lands on her feet. Zoe attempts a springboard something but gets super kicked on the way down and then gets a face wash by Kai. Only a two count, though. Uh, how did you feel about the sell with Zoe off of the super kick? Uh, I didn't mind it. I actually... I, I I sort of encompass all my thoughts on this match into, into the whole thing overall, so if you want to finish, yeah. we can talk about it at the end. That's fine. Uh, Zoe hits a fireman's carry front roll and immediately goes to the top, but Kai kicks her in the head. Then Kai hits the go to kick. And your winner, Dakota Kai. So before we get to the next portion, what are your thoughts on the match, sir? I, this was my favorite match of the week. 
I really, really, really fucking enjoyed this match. And I have not thought Zoe Stark has looked great since her NXT debut. I think she's had some some opportunities to shine where she sort of um, dropped a ball a little bit or didn't have the right chemistry or didn't have something. Something was missing from the match. Mm-hmm. This match was her her eye-opener performance. This was the, oh, fuck, this is what this girl can do in NXT. Uh, Dakota was fantastic dance partner for her. Um, I like the fact that she lost again because they're sort of building her for that big moment where she gets that first big win. Um, I, I love this. I, I really, really enjoyed this match. Uh, definitely Zoe's best match since we've, uh, since we've seen her debut. Uh, this match is fantastic. I like you, you kind of hit everything that I had for points. So, um, yeah. (laughs) Ditto. Honestly, that's all I could say her. Kai was a great dance partner. Uh, she showed, the much better side of Zoe Stark, and um, I think we have big things for her to come in this company. Yeah, absolutely. They're clearly pushing her to the moon. I mean, oh yes, she's out. She's on every week. She's in high profile spots. Um, and just from the booking standpoint, it was a it was a nice little touch, and they didn't bring it up. But last week, you remember when Dakota was cutting that promo when they got presented with the belts? Mm-hmm. And she said, we beat all of you. This is a great division, but we beat them all. And Zoe Stark was shaking her head like, not me. And she said, well, we would have beat you if you were there. Yeah. So I love the fact that they went to having them one-on-one, and Dakota did, in fact, beat her. So I thought that was a nice little playoff the previous week, too. Yeah, 100%. So after the match... Out comes Io Shirai with a contract in hand. She gets in the ring, and Kai... Uh, I think Kai had said, you don't want to do this. And then, something like that, yeah. Yeah, something along those lines. Io sidesteps Kai and goes right up to Raquel, shoves the contract into Raquel, She and says... I told you, I want you next. There's Io. no way to avoid this, but EO looked so incredibly small next to Raquel. Oh, God. It was not a good visual for your title match. Like, it just, it was, I don't know, I, I, I just, like, EO's been so dominant as a champion, she feels larger than life, and then to mm-hmm. see her just dwarfed. By Raquel was like absolutely dwarfed. Like, yeah, she's another half of EO taller. Um, So EO helps Zoe to the back, and Raquel's got some decision making to do. Dinner time, and her guest is Mr. Regal. But what the fuck decision do you have to make? Like, no, I don't want a title shot. That would be like Scarlet going to Ginger and be like, hey, you want to fuck? And he's like, I gotta go think about it. I'm not sure. I'll, I'll let you know at the end of the night. <laughs> uh, so dinner time catches up with Mr. Regal finally, but he's quickly interrupted by someone saying, something happened. And Regal excuses himself and buggers off. Piss off! Uh, Grizzled Young Vets cut a promo saying MSK made a mistake last week with their attack. 
and Zach Gibson with one of my favorite lines. You guys were too busy simping for Fandango. <laughs> I loved it. Excellent job. First time I've heard anyone use simping on a WWE program. <laughs> uh, they haven't forgotten and they won't forget about it. Do you... Do you think Grizzled Young Veterans versus MSK, as long as Wesley's hand is proper for stand and deliver, or, or do MSK get the title shot at such a it's such a hard call. It really is, because the program they've built is with Grizzled Young Vets. Yeah. But MSK has the title shot. Mm-hmm. I almost feel like you need Grizzled Young Vets to take those tag titles, and we'll talk later about how that match could end up being for vacant tag titles. Um, yes. But, uh, yeah, I almost feel like you need the vets to have the titles for MSK to take them off of them. 100%. That's a takeover. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know how they're going to get there. Uh, Although, what happened on this show might have opened the door, so we'll see. More on that later. Uh, next up, we get Marcel, Marcel Bartel. And Fabian Eichner are coming to the ring. As Eichner is about to get in the ring, Tommaso, out of fucking nowhere, hits him in the leg with a chair, and it looked fucking stiff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he tosses him over the rail. Uh, Partel then attempts to attack Champa. They get in the ring, and the match starts. Uh, strikes back and forth. Then a double underhook suplex by Bartel. But Champa immediately replies with a brutal-looking flying knee. Then a clothesline over the top rope. Ciampa looks for Willow's bell, but Eichner reappears and distracts him, and Bartel hits a boot to take the advantage. Ciampa hits three clotheslines, then a knee to Eichner off the apron, then a snap German followed up by Willow's bell, and Tommaso Ciampa is your victor. Short, sweet, and to the point with this one. Yeah, no, um... I, I almost felt like there was a really great match in here between these two. We just mm-hmm. didn't get it here. Yeah. Um, but I feel a lot like of shit two, going on. Yeah, I feel like these two have really good chemistry. Could have a really if if Bartel was ever like a top singles guy, I think these two could have a really really nice match and a, a like a real serious banger if they wanted to. That's the vibe I got. Um, and I, I kind of like the fact that they brought up that Martel used to be a singles competitor, Bartel. but then he uh, Bartel. And Bartel he, was the model. I know, I know. And now well, he's, he's half of half of Everrise. Yeah, uh, yeah, true. So I think it was Barrett who brought this whole conversation up. It was like you know it's really difficult to go from working a tag team for a few years to a singles match and. Um, I, I, th- I thought they did okay with this. Yeah. Um, was good. The match, yeah, absolutely. It was short, sweet. It was good. Um, I think we could get a... You could get a good 10 to 15 with these two and yeah. be highly entertained. Yeah, the work rate was very high. There were not a lot mm-hmm. of rest holds. They were nope. constantly going the whole time. No. So I, I, I think there was like one headlock takeover, but yeah. we, he like got, did a... He did a judo throw to get him over. Yeah. So it was it was very quick, but it was worth it. It, it was very very good. Mm-hmm. And 
So, Imperium's music hits. And he finally made it over from the pond. The NXT UK champion, Walter, is in attendance. So, Walter versus Ciampa at TakeOver, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That could be an event night one of TakeOver. Well, that that could be night two. No, night two is is Balor and Cross. Oh, you're talking specifically the main event. Yes. Um, no, it's gonna the it's, main, main event of night one is what I don't know what we're gonna have. It's gotta be it's gotta be Kyle and Adam. I would think, but if you wanted it to be for a title, you have other options. Oh yeah, you have. Uh, th- th- Hunter, you gotta remember Hunter's also old school. He might want both nights closing with a title match. That's true. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, so, I mean, Lord knows the Rock and, and um, Hollywood Hogan couldn't main event WrestleMania because Jericho and Triple H had to do it because it was for the belt. So we know Triple H thinks the belt needs to close the show. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> so it had nothing to do with it being his match. It's just that the belt needs to close the show. <laughs> Walter waltzes on down to the ring. Tells Eichner and Bartel to stand down. He just kind of fluffs his hand like, oh, stand down. Piss off! But as soon as Walter gets in the ring, Eichner and Bartel attack Ciampa. Yeah. But Ciampa gets a little bit of an upper hand, only to turn around and get chopped so fucking hard, he got mail-ordered back to New England. Now, I don't think we've had this conversation. Are you a Walter guy? No, because all he's known for is his fucking chops, not his wrestling work. No, and it's 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 basically like he just intentionally fucking hurts people. Yes. Which is sort of not what wrestling is supposed to be. Yep. Like, that chop was so fucking loud. You know what I do like, though? Ciampa's, Ciampa's not one of these, like, UK simps that's going to take all this shit. Like, Ciampa's going to fucking stiff him the fuck back. Oh, Absolutely. Like, Ciampa's old school, man. He's going to fucking, you stiff him with a chop, you're going to get a fucking right hand right across the fucking face. I'm sure he's already thinking about how he's going to give Walter a nice little receipt after this chop. Oh, sure. I'm sure. Um, And he also powerbombs Ciampa, and Imperium stands tall. (sighs) So Ciampa and Walter at uh, TakeOver? Sounds like it. Seems like it. With and then Thatcher, Thatcher turning on Ciampa. Yeah, yeah, I was just going to say, Thatcher costing him the match. Uh, we cut to outside where O'Reilly is getting cuffed and stuffed. Cole is in cuffs, and they talk shit to each other, and Regal doesn't even say anything, just keeps gesturing at them like a distraught, disappointed parent. So... This was weird. A little bit. Um, and the only thing that popped into my head was maybe Kyle didn't want to be in the CWC because of the outbreak, given that he took all that time off mm-hmm. during the original um, start of the pandemic because of his diabetes. Mm. Maybe he just felt like he wasn't comfortable being in there on that particular night. So I can hardly blame him. It also seemed like, if you remember, Regal says he's going to 
decide on a stipulation. So it's almost like maybe they're going to engineer one of those empty warehouse matches like he, Ciampa, and Gargano had or something so that they can keep him out of the CWC and still get to the conclusion of the sh- of the story. I don't know. I, I hope not. I want to see a live match between these two. Yeah, I know, but I don't um, know. I don't know if we're going to see that. Uh, we'll I, I think this outbreak might have changed Kyle's comfort level. And who could blame him if it did, you know? So, I don't know if you guys, if, if you caught this, but when uh, I meant to bring this up before, uh, Kyle O'Reilly, when he cut his promo on the um, screen earlier, uh, he went full indie wrestling and cut oh, that promo from his vehicle. Yeah. And then apparently proceeded to like try to run Adam Cole off the road. I think that's what he said. Yep, yeah. Uh, and Cole said, he tried to run me off the road. Yeah, it's just... Wasn't Cole the one going after Kyle? How did Kyle end up running? Like, this is some Fast and the Furious shit. Like, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, L.A. Knight is up next and cuts a short I'm promo. I'm sorry, you said that wrong. L.A. Knight. There you go. Is up next and cuts a short promo. Let me talk to you. As he walks out of his locker room and in the back room, background, you see the colossal one. Kind of walk behind, and he looks, shakes his head, and proceeds to walk into L.A. Knight's locker room. Hmm. I wonder what's going to happen, Ginger. I don't know. L.A. Knight versus our homeboy, the homegrown boy, Anthony Green. A.K.A. Austin Gray. Who barely gets his fucking name mentioned here. Yeah. He is, in all his time on the roster, he's never felt like such a jobber as he did in this. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It sucked. Yeah, but it's going to happen. I mean, yes, the positives are he was on the NXT TV show. Mm -hmm. I get it. But... He he didn't feel like an important part of it at all, unfortunately. No, and you know what kind of sucks? I feel they could have done a lot more with him and Thatcher. Yeah, okay. there was a story there, too. Yeah. yeah. But they just they didn't go with it, which kind of disappointment. Turned into turned into Champa's program. So after a scoop slam into a power slam, Bronson Reed appears at the top of the stage and does... Fat guy in a little car. I have the same note, dude. <laughs> uh, and completely tears apart L.A. Knight's jacket. So I bit here, and A.G. tries to take advantage of the schoolboy, but L.A. Knight kicks out at two. Yeah, I thought that was it, too. Full fucking bit. I was like, oh, my God. He's going like, debut match. It was like Vince McMahon back on commentary. One, two, three, oh, no. Uh, AG gets a little more offense with a jawjacker followed up by a jumping neckbreaker. He goes for his uh, spin around, turning crossbody, but nobody's home. LA Knight then hits a forward cutter for the three. Do you remember when Tyler Russ did that as a setup move a few weeks ago? Yeah. Yeah. Tyler Russ won't be using that as a setup move anymore. I don't think so. (laughs) 
Uh, thoughts on everything with this? Uh, sucks, sucks how they used AG here. Um, and again, I know if this was any other fucking you know new guy in the performance center, we probably wouldn't have any issue with it. It's yeah. just because it's our boy. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, it sucked just watching that the way. Like not even like it's one thing if you're gonna be the guy that loses here, but to just not even mention your name was sort of insulting. Uh, so just not even mentioning his name was a little insulting. I thought. Like really, they barely, they barely even they, told you. Did they not was. even say his name on commentary? They did at the very, very end of the match, like when he got his little hope spot. I think that was the first time they mentioned his name. Wow. So not it was nice. not cool. But uh, LA Knight, I, I, I hate the finisher. I think he calls it stand and deliver. Um, Why wouldn't he call it Knight? Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. That must be the name they were talking. They must have been talking about takeover or something. They said LA Knight stand and deliver, and I think that was. I thought that was what they were calling the move, but that might have just been talking about TakeOver. I don't know if he's got any plans for TakeOver, but I don't know. I'm sure we'll get L.A. Knight versus Bronson, versus Bronson Reed. Reed. Yeah. Uh, but now he, he he needs to Is fucking... Is that could main event night one, Ginger? No. <laughs> Sorry. The card is clearly starting to take shape, though. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no, um... <clears throat> excuse me. Uh... I forget what the fuck I was going to say. Anyways, moving on. All right. Dinner time with Raquel Gonzalez, and she's holding the contract that EO may wants her to sign. Uh, she says EO made a huge mistake. <coughs> Kai then interrupts, asking Raquel to please wait, because they have a match, match next week against EO and Zoe Stark. They need to remind the women's division who runs this place. Did, did, was the contract for next week? This is like a bootleg Money in the Bank briefcase. Is that what we're doing here? Uh, it's got to be. It's an open contract, apparently. That's stupid. Yeah, kind of dumb. It's like, just, just make, make it fucking... Just make it for takeover. Like, this is dumb. Yep. Uh, we then get a promo from Zia Lee and her native. It sucks. Yeah, uh, Regal is in the parking lot, and he's he is demanding that Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly are here next week. He knows nothing will stop them from tearing each other apart, but he has a solution. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what we're gonna get out of that. It's gonna it's gonna be some kind of no DQ or no holds barred, obviously. But we'll we'll see what what Regal brings to the table next week. Yeah, I don't know. Undisputed Era in a shark cage. Oh, my God, amazing. <laughs> Could you put Bobby Fish in a shark cage? Poor Bobby Fish. Poor Roddy Strong. Yeah. Does he play a part uh, in this? Could. I've, I honestly feel like it's a trap! But I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know either. Because, yeah, I don't, I, don't know. I don't know. But ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for your main event of the evening. Zane, 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 motherfucker! Carrie Cross and Finn Balor versus Oni Lurkin. And Danny Birch. Oh, boy. 
Crossing the only start. Uh, crossing oh, hold, on, hold on, hold on. You missed out my favorite thing. So they do Cross's fucking entrance, which, of course, is still... Oh, yes. I'm sorry, yes. They do his entrance, which is killer. Then Balor comes out, and then it's like, oh, hey, the champions were already in the ring the whole time. Unfucking real man. <laughs> like, no entrance. They were just, like, they were looked like complete fucking jobbers here. These are your fucking tag team champions. They have done fuck all with these two. And soon to be talked about, probably not fuck all for a little while with them. I'm sorry, you, you said that wrong. It's soon to be. Oh, my God. It makes, it makes it so mad. It's so annoying. <laughs> uh, Cross immediately hits a Saito suplex, and Oni's like, fuck this, and tags Danny Burch in. Uh, Cross shows dominance. Only had the right instincts. <laughs> Cross shows dominance, and Balor mockingly claps in approval. Okay, so one and two go for a sup- uh, a double suplex, but Cross gives the suplex, and Danny Birch lands fucking awful, and is clearly fucked up because he immediately grabs his shoulder. The ref is right over him, pushes Cross away. We never and, saw him get him match. No. Um, the, so, match, the match pretty much halts. So whose fault is that one? <sighs> Birch, in my opinion. Yeah, that was my read on it, too. It looked yeah. like Birch didn't get over enough. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, the match pretty much halts, and we go to boxes. Birch is allowed to get a tag. And as that happens, Finn tags himself in. And him and Oni wrestle for a bit to figure out where the fuck do we go from here. Right. I will say this. Very professional performance by all these guys to be able to pull out what they pulled out. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. True pros. Oni is in control and hits a vicious back elbow on Finn. Birch still not on the apron about five minutes in, so you know he's not coming back. Uh, Finn takes a bit of heat and looks for the tag, but Oni knocks Cross off the apron. But Finn gets his fire, hits the corner forearms, double leg tape down, followed by a double stomp to the outside. We go. Finn hits a sling blade, then the John Woo drop kick, but he kicks Oni into Scarlet. You motherfucker. <laughs> you don't touch my Scarlet. It did get you several upskirt shots on the camera, though. Which is fucking fantastic. Her whole yeah. outfit was fucking phenomenal tonight. <laughs> she had the... Oh, my God. Oh, I need to calm down. Uh, Cross then realizes what happened and starts to throw Finn into the boards repeatedly, time after time. He then throws him back in the ring. Oni is waiting, hits a running uppercut, and pins Finn Balor for the win. Wow. So So the good news is they didn't go full WWE and put the titles on the two guys fighting at the (laughs) pay-per-view. Which I think everybody fucking assumed. Bad news is, they probably lost their tag team champions for the pay-per-view, too, unless they do something with it, because Birch, uh, we haven't mentioned it yet, Birch uh, separated his shoulder. 
That was yes. why he didn't come back in. So hard to imagine he's going to be back in three weeks. Um, yeah. Um, match wasn't great. Only they, they, they did what they could. Yeah, obviously there's a reason, and it's hard to blame anybody for that, um, for the fact that the match wasn't great. But uh, I said last week... I had very little interest in Finn Balor versus Karrion Cross as a main event of a takeover. I stick by that. This did nothing to make me more interested in seeing them for the title. Like, I just, it's, it's a very blah takeover main event. Like, if you told me it was Kyle, if you told me it was Pete Dunn, I'd be fucking there for it because I know what kind of match I'm going to get <laughs> with those guys. Cross just isn't the same worker that they are. And I, I don't know. It's just, I'm not excited for it. Uh, yeah, Cross I, is a Cross is a very WWE performer on NXT. Yeah, he's. I mean, as much as I hate to say it, he's kind of a Taz esque worker. Um, like a suit, just suplexes and strikes. I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't say Taz, but. But I just feel like his style, his look, everything about his act translates much better to the main roster than it does to NXT. But we weren't saying that when he made his debut. No. Um, and nothing's changed. He's he's basically doing the same exact he, shit. Yeah, and maybe it's just recency bias. I don't know. But we've seen such – and part of it was at that time you were getting the big power guy. You had the big power guy, Keith Lee. And it was a big hoss fight when they said that. Since yeah. then, you've had Finn Balor and Kyle O'Reilly and Finn Balor and Pete Dunne. And you've sort of reestablished that this is the fucking working wrestlers championship. Like, this is the best of the best wrestlers. And it sort of feels like Cross doesn't fit in that group to me. I don't know. Well, who knows? I mean, you might get shocked for the, during this match. I, you know I, I mean? very well might. It's possible. No. It's happened before. We'll see what happens, you know. It's it's, yeah. it's all only time will tell, brother, brother. For sure. Uh, so after the match, Cross hits Oni with two Sayudo suplexes, and he gets the fuck out of there. He then charges at Finn and starts to pummel him. Hits the Sayudo, then chokes him out. But Scarlet helps Finn to his feet. Saying, it's okay, it's okay, I know you didn't mean it. It crosses, fuck you, and hits Finn with the running forearm. The world's worst finish. This is worse than Jericho's finish. Maybe that's part of the reason why I'm I'm so not amped for this. Is that, like, he came back, the cross jacket's not his finisher anymore, now he's got this fucking thing. and I hate uh, it. I, I fucking hate it. I did too. I was amped for him and Priest too. I thought they had a really good match, and then mm-hmm. that was when we really realized he changed his finisher and Yuck. stopped caring. Yeah. Scarlet then gets down on all fours oh, and says, "Everything happens for a reason. You can't escape fate." Cross and Scarlet stand mm. over Finn as we go off the air. Wow. There was a lot of build in this fucking show. Oh, yeah. Well, they don't have a ton of time. They got two nights of pay-per-view to fill, so. Yeah. And only, what, three episodes left? Of well, the third TV? episode is TakeOver, right? Huh? 
They got two, and then the third is like the first night of TakeOver. Oh, right? yeah. So they, they only have two more episodes to get all this shit straightened out. Yeah. Which, I mean, they have, but if you're going two nights, normally you get five matches per show. That means you need ten matches. So and, so let's do the math. We've yep. got Finn and Cross. Yep. We've got Devlin and Santos. Mm-hmm. We've got most likely LA Knight and Bronson Reed. Mm-hmm. We've got... Uh, Kai and, uh, or, Kai, I'm sorry, EO uh, Raquel and, Raquel. and EO, yeah. That's um, six. Uh, let's see. Uh, Who else? Uh, oh, uh, Loomis and uh, Gargano. Yeah, so that's seven. There's five, that's five, right? What? Oh, did you already include Cole and O'Reilly? Nope. So where are you at seven? I'm at eight. What do you have? No, I've Cross, been going with Cross, Cross and Balor. Yeah. L.A. Knight and Bronson Reed. Yeah. Um, the women. The women, yeah. Devlin and Santos. Yeah. Um, Johnny and Loomis. Yeah, that's five. Okay, that's where I said. That's what I said. And then you said seven. So what else did you have from there? Uh, so we did Colin. Colin Gargano's uh, Colin. Uh, O'Reilly right. six. Yeah, and then uh, uh, the uh, th- uh, Champa and Walter. Yeah, so that's so seven. Seven. So uh, we got three more spots to fill, basically. Oh, the, uh, I'm sure they'll get a NXT Women's Tag Team Championship match in there. Probably. So, that'd so be that's eight. eight. Uh, so four and four, maybe. Probably to uh, Candice and Indy. I'm doing my guess. So there's eight. Okay. So four and four? MSK, if they're ready to go. Maybe MSK okay, and yeah. Grizzled Young Vets for the tag titles. So right now, we have seven matches established. Yeah. So they have one, two, two more, one or two more episodes until... Yeah, you can't fit all these people on... No, and we really haven't started telling Johnny and Loomis. We've been on Theory yep. and Loomis. Yep. So. Which I'm sure will happen next week. Right. Yeah. Well, it depends. That, when can Johnny come back? That's true. Oh man, they get a, they get they get a few things to work out here. Yeah. But uh, we have no more things to work out. No. That's well, going to be the end of the show. Well, we, we got one thing. Uh, what is your match of the night to go back and watch, sir? I think I already said it. For me, it was Zoe Stark and Dakota Kai. I really, really enjoyed that match. Ding, ding, ding. That's mine as well. That was there the match go. of the night. Uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. We appreciate you giving us a listen today or tonight or whenever the hell you're going to listen. Please don't forget to go to rundownwrestling.com right, where right now... We have the prediction polls up for Fastlane this Sunday. So go put your predictions in. We appreciate it. We read your results on air. Come compete against us. See if you can get a clean slate. Of and picks. if you're listening to us on Friday morning, there is still time to hop into the NCAA tournament pick and pool for the yes. rundown. You can compete against a bunch of the rundown hosts. Uh, as we all go head to head to try to decide who is the best at picking uh, winners in a sport none of us actually follow on a regular basis. So, uh, Ginger, when are you putting yours in, bud? 
probably tomorrow. All right, you got to do it before the first game starts at like noon. So okay, well I got I get, I also got to do my fast lane picks too. So there I you go. So all right, so there you go. Uh, but yeah, I encourage you guys to all hop on if you get a chance before uh, the first games close and uh, jump in there and go head to head with us. Yeah, it's a little bit of fun, a little bit yeah, of fun bragging rights. Yeah, I mean I don't watch basketball at all, so I'm just gonna go in there I don't fucking watch blindfolded. Also, I don't watch any basketball, so <laughs> blindfolds all day for me, sir. There you go. But, uh, again, thank you very much. And, uh, Jason, why don't you send us on home? Uh, I guess that means we will NXT you next week. Oh, yeah, that feels good, baby. (laughs) Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You have been listening to a Rundown Wrestling Network production. Please visit rundownwrestling.com for all of our shows, as well as our other special events. Keep it locked there, or subscribe to the Rundown Wrestling Network on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, Stitcher Premium, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. Leave us a voice message that we will play on an episode by going to anchor.fm slash rundownwrestling slash message. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. You can show us how much you love us by buying us a cup of coffee for just one buck at ko-fi.com slash rundownwrestling. Go to reddit.com slash r slash rundownwrestling. Follow us on Twitter at Rundown Network. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. Email the show your dick pics and twat shots via rundownwrestling at gmail.com or go to Instagram or YouTube and look for Rundown Wrestling. Follow us on Twitch by going to twitch.tv slash rundownwrestling, and you can also follow our host Adam on twitch.tv slash the saleser effect. This has been a Rundown Wrestling Network production. <laughs>